0: This is The Converse, an apostolic tabernacle podcast all about sharing the truth of God's Word. In this podcast, you will hear sermons, panel discussions, and much more. If you would like more information about this ministry or would like to plan your visit, go to atwilmington.com. For now, enjoy your time on The Converse. Ephesians chapter number four, I got 15 minutes, I'm starting my timer here. Boy, that thing going quick, that throws me off here. Ephesians 4, and um, we've got this, we're going to have the work uh, evening, and just going to bring you a quick word, Ephesians chapter 4, and um, verse, I'm just going to read one verse, verse number 3, and the word of the Lord says, uh, thank you, Pastor, for the opportunity to speak tonight, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of Of peace. One one translation said, uh, Be eager and strive earnestly to guard and keep the harmony and oneness of the spirit and the bonding power of peace. Unity. And that's my topic for tonight unity. God bless you. You may be seated. Uh, A lot of you are so young in here, but some of us older ones, we probably remember, and I was just uh, a young child, but it was such a historic event. In uh, 1969, the world watched as uh, the astronaut Neil Armstrong became the first man to set foot on the moon. And um, it was, uh, he said it like this, he said, that's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind, and um, but the thing about it all is that that was such an historic event. But I was researching and looking into it, and they said to get him on the moon, to be able to to take that step out on the moon, it took two hundred and eighteen thousand people working behind the scenes to make that historic moment possible. And I want you to know it's the same way in the church the same way in the move of God. There's a lot of people behind the scene working together so God can have his way. You know, people working together simply for the benefit of the whole. And tonight our focus is unity, and working together for the kingdom of God because together everyone achieves more. Jesus said, I must work the works of him that sent me while his day. The night cometh when no man can work. It is necessary, in other words, he was saying, for me to work. To, to work, we must learn to work in harmony and unity. We, we can do things. I remember Larry, when he was coaching the basketball team years ago, we had the best basketball players. Individually, they were the best. If they were playing one-on-one, there's no way they could have beat some of the basketball players we had. But team-wise, they were terrible. And there would be people just look like little six-year-olds out there, but they knew how to play as a team. And they were running circles around Larry's team. You notice I didn't say the church team. It was Larry's team. <laughs> and it was, it was embarrassing. But the simple reason was is because they worked together. It worked together. We all don't have the same roles. We all don't do the same thing. But if we all can just learn to work together in unity and harmony for the body of Christ, man, what God would do for us. You know, we know that a mighty move of revival, we might have it when the speaker speaks, but we know there was somebody praying. We know somebody was uh, cleaning. Somebody took care of the building. Somebody greeted somebody, made them feel welcome, and so on and so forth, to bring all this into a culmination where God receives glory. Jesus said to him, Jesus said to Mary, he said, how is it that you sought me, talking to Mary and Joseph, wish you not that I must be about my father's business? One translation said, "That is necessary that I am my father's house doing his business. You and I should feel the same responsibility that the Lord did. And this is to be involved, unified together in the work of the body of Christ. For the Son of Man... For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants, to every man his work, and commandeth the porter to watch. And so tonight, I want you to consider about your position and your part in the body of Christ, because we need you. We need you to do your part. We need to unify together. Remember, we all don't do the same things, but we all can contribute and unified way to accomplish the will and the work of God. I I read this years ago. It's called The Following is a Eulogy for Someone Else. And it said this. It said, Our church is deeply saddened by the passing of an irreplaceable member, and his name was Someone Else. For all these years, he did far more than any other church member. Whenever leadership was mentioned, someone else was looked to for inspiration and achievement. Whenever there was a job to do, a class to teach, or a meeting to attend, everybody also turned to someone else. It was common knowledge that someone else was among the largest contributors to the church. Whenever there was a financial need, everyone just assumed that someone else would make up the difference. Although we are grieved by the loss of someone else, his death comes as no big surprise. He was far too overworked and continually stretched too thinly. In fact, we may have contributed to his death by expecting too much out of someone else. He left a wonderful example to follow, but it appears that there is nobody willing to fill the shoes of someone else. I shudder to think what will now happen to our church since we can no longer depend on someone else. Old saying was, what would happen to the church if everyone did just like I did? And that's why it's important to realize that we all have a part. We all can do something for the kingdom of God. And we all need to work together to accomplish God's will. It's important that we work together to get the job done. Uh, Some people dream of worthy accomplishments while others stay awake and do them. So I ask you tonight, are you working in harmony and in unity with the body of Christ? Are we doing our part? Ask your neighbor, are you doing your part? Some feel they're, have, they're some just feel like church is they, a place where they're supposed to come and enjoy all the benefits, but never contribute to anything. Now, this is my saying, Pastor can straighten it all out, but when I was pastoring, people like that were usually the biggest critics, the ones that didn't do anything the ones that didn't work and realize how hard everything is to work together to accomplish the will and the purposes of God. There was a man, and uh, I think he was, in, yeah, he was in New York City, and um, he's been arrested, they said. When I read this article years ago, he was arrested, they said, dozens of times. And they said, this man, you wouldn't be frightened if you saw him unless they said you owned a restaurant. He was known in New York as the cereal eater. And uh, this man, he liked to eat high on the hog, as we used to say. But the problem was he didn't have the money to eat at these restaurants. And so he would go into the restaurant, and he would order these meals, and, man, he would get filet mignon lobster, get wine, and he would eat. and, And at the end of his eating... He would let the waiter know, I do not have the money to pay. And so the police would show up, and and this, you know, this is the way time back because they wouldn't do it now. They show up, they arrested him, and then he had three meals in jail for a few days. But they said at one point they calculated how much he ate, and it was over $250,000 worth of meals. Now, now, this seems pretty strange, but sometimes it's prevalent in the church. Plenty of people savor the menu of ministries and activities and benevolence and so on and so forth. And uh, But they offer the tab for someone else to pick up. Some people sit around and just say, feed me, feed me. And these type of people are never satisfied because there are two ways to be fed according to the Scripture. One way to be fed, of course, is the Word of God, by reading it, by studying it, by hearing it, hearing the preaching, and by hearing the teaching. The second way to be fed according to the Scripture is when we do the will of God. Jesus told His disciples they were trying to get them to eat. And he responded, my meat or my food is to do the will of him that sent me to finish his work. So I ask you tonight, are we all working together as a unified team? Now, being on a team, you realize if it's a basketball team, you may not be the tallest player. Usually the tallest player back in the day, they were the center. Usually the shorter guy. He might have been the guard, the point guard. Everybody had a different role, but it's still one purpose. There's one purpose, ladies and gentlemen. The reason why we would unite together, that we'd overlook petty differences, is because we have a heaven we want people to gain. And we want them to see them shun hell. And so we work together. We overlook things. If you've been married any amount of time. And I'll tell you something. If you've been married any amount of time, you have to learn to overlook people's differences and problems. I wouldn't want to be married to me for 42 years. And, but, but you can't focus on little petty stuff. And it's the same in church. You have to unify and get busy, and you'll be so busy you ain't got time to realize and to look into all the little petty things that come up. Everyone working together. If we would get busy, and I'm almost closing, if we'd get busy working together, and the kingdom work of church would constantly grow. It's not up just to the pastor. It's not up just to the leadership. But it's up to all of us because we all want people to be saved, whether it's our family members, our friends, or people that we come in contact with. We have to work together to see People say they say there are five syndromes that can stunt a church's growth. One of them is they said the problem solving syndrome. And that's many times we get bogged down in too many petty problems trying to solve them that we can't move ahead toward more progress. There's the busy enough syndrome. We conceive ourselves that we are too busy and we can't do anymore. Therefore, we stagnate and don't do more. And as time goes on, we do less. The no vacancy syndrome. Contentment with the current membership prevents warning and reaching any more souls. The nostalgia syndrome. More times into going to remembering the past than planning the future. And the Lazarus syndrome. Too much time and energy is spent on trying to recover inactive backslidden people. Remember, we have to work together. We have to keep focused on the will of God. There was, a, there, was a, there was a church, a Baptist church in the late 1800s, and there was two deacons in a small Baptist church. And the two deacons, they hated each other. And they always opposed one another no matter what it was. On one particular Sunday, One deacon put up a small wooden peg in the back wall so the minister could hang his hat on. When the other deacon discovered the peg, he was so outraged that he had not been consulted about the wooden peg. The church split. This is a true story. And the departing group formed a new church called the Annie Peg Baptist Church. That's how petty we can get if we're not unified. The body of Christ must be united in purpose and goal. Have you ever considered how awful it would be if our natural body did not cooperate? They said just to stand still and to keep your balance, Brother Richard, it, take, it probably takes more for us now, but they said it takes 300 muscles just to stand still and keep our balance. That's why the devil tries to sidetrack us. That's why the devil tries to get us out of alignment. So the body of Christ cannot operate as thoroughly and powerfully as it has been designed. County Fair had a horse pulling contest. And I closed. I got less than a minute. The first place horse, they said, pulled 4,500 pounds. The second place horse pulled 4,000 pounds. They put them together and they end up pulling 12,000 pounds. It's a hard lesson for us, but unity consistently produces greater results than individual endeavors. Teamwork divides the effort and multiplies the effect. God bless you tonight. Let's get unified. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to visit us at at atwilmington.com. We will see you next time on The Converse.